If you've been blogging for more than, say, five minutes, you've probably received pitches from people who'd like to write guest posts for your blog. Here is the actual unretouched text of a guest blogging pitch that I received. Now, before I read this to you, I want to alert you that you'll want to follow along in the show notes for episode 54 at bloggingbistro.com because I am reprinting these pitches word for word in the show notes, complete with all the spelling and punctuation errors. So open up episode 54 and follow along. Here's the first pitch from a prospective guest poster. Dear admin, I have seen your blog, and then they insert the full URL to my website with the HTTPS bloggingbistro.com. I must appreciate your effort to maintaining such a good blog. As a professional writer and a web designer, I found it very nice and interesting. I am a specialist in the clear communication of sophisticated concepts to both technical and non-technical audiences using both text and graphical content. I will love to publish my unique latest article only in your blog. Will it be possible for you to post the article with my link? Eagerly waiting for your reply. This is a typical example of a templated guest post pitch. I receive dozens of nearly identical pitches from aspiring guest bloggers every single week. And now that I've been podcasting for a year, I receive pitches from people who want to guest on my podcast as well. What these people do is buy templates that they use to pitch blogs that they want to guest post on. They copy and paste the information from the template, and then they mass email them out to every blog that they imagine might accept guest posts. I get a lot of these. I get several of them every day, in fact, and I routinely route every single pitch straight into my trash folder. I don't even open them. I'm Laura Christensen, and welcome to today's episode of the Professional Writer Podcast. I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. As I mentioned earlier, you'll find the show notes and a link to join our private Facebook group at bloggingbistro.com. Today and next week, we are going to have some fun, and I hope we're going to have a few LOL moments or what I would call G-O-L moments, which stands for groan out loud. And yes, I just made that up. This episode is part one in a two-part mini-series on guest blogging. Today, I'm going to share six surefire ways to guarantee that your guest blogging pitch gets instantly rejected. Then next week, we're going to take massive action. You know, that's one of the big things that we always do on this podcast. We take massive action. We implement what we're learning. I am going to walk you through how to create guest post guidelines for your blog. So if you're a blogger or a podcaster and you are considering opening up your blog to accept guest posts, you are definitely going to want to hang in with me for today's episode and then also next week's episode number 55, where you'll learn how to do guest post guidelines. Today, we're talking about six ways to get your guest post pitch rejected. Number one. The pitcher, and I'm just going to call them P-I-T-C-H-E-R, so think of like a baseball pitcher. These are the people who are pitching their guest posts to us, the bloggers. The pitcher has no clue who I am. And you can tell that they have no idea who you are because they're going to open their email with a salutation such as, hey, admin, 
oh, that's warm and fuzzy, isn't it? Or then we have the generic, hello, or dear blog manager, and then my least favorite, dear sir. And then another one that's probably right up there with my least favorite is, hi, bloggingbistro.com. Yeah, I have a name, and my name is one of the first things that you'll see if and when you visit my website. It's on my homepage, right at the very top. It's on my about page, and hint, hint, it's on my learn with Laura section of my website, and it's in my blog post byline, my podcasting byline, my contact page. Yeah, you get the idea. My name, first and last name, is on every single page of my website. So when you greet me with, hey, admin, I know instantly that you have not visited my website or my blog or my podcast. Word to the wise here, if you are going to pitch a guest article, learn the name of the blogger and refer to the blogger by their name. The number two way that potential guest bloggers can ensure that their guest post pitch gets instantly rejected is when the pitcher demonstrates that they don't care about my blog. Here's another guest post pitch that I received. I'm going to be sharing several of these with you throughout the episode today. Hello. While surfing internet, I've run into your site. And then they insert the full URL of my site with the HTTPS and the bloggingbistro.com. It caught my attention with its informative content. And its was spelled I-T apostrophe S, which is the contraction for the two words it is. I thought it would be nice if you could consider me as a candidate for writing something interesting to your blog readers. After detailed analyzing of the content performed on your website, I came to conclusion that I really have something to offer. I'm a highly experienced article writer who is currently cooperating with, and then they put the name of a company that's buying incoming links to various blogs. If you are interested in my offer, I would gladly review your requirements to the post. We'll be highly excited to get your prompt reply. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Never, ever tell a blogger that you stumbled across their blog. We know that all you did was Google blogs that accept guest posts and you inserted the bloggingbistro.com URL into the first sentence of the exact same pitch letter that you sent out to 100 other blogs. And that bit about running into my site, ouch, running into my site must have injured your brain. On to number three. This is another way that you can guarantee that your guest post pitch gets rejected by me. You send a generic pitch, which actually the one that I just read to you was quite generic. But here's a perfect example, another perfect example of what not to do. And yes, these are all based on guest post pitches that I have received. I hope that you'll be in a good mood. Actually, I found your blog while I was surfing the web and had a chance to go through your blogs. I must say that you have some cool blog posts. Recently, I found something and gave that thought a real picture in a form of content. I would like to share that blog piece with your blog readers, and I guess that it will fetch more readers to your blog. Let me know if you would like to review my content. Looking forward to your response. 
How's that for a pitch that gives you absolutely zero concrete information? Number four, the pitcher is too lazy to discover which topics I blog about. Oh my goodness, I see this one all the time. Their laziness becomes apparent in pitches like this one. I like to keep up to date with fashion styles and how people relate to them. This is how I found your blog. And I'm thinking, um, no, you didn't. <laughs> you did not. Because I am an unfashionable person who has never written one word about fashion. The guest post picture then went on and suggested the following topics as being a great fit for my blog. How to wear designer bags for a stylish, casual look. 10 impressive accessory trends. The top five designer watches to complete the look of a stylish woman. Hmm. Yeah, I probably need all those things. And you might too. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't ever blog or podcast about those topics. Number five way to get your guest post pitch instantly rejected is when the pitcher brags. In this bizarre pitch that I'm going to share with you, the prospective guest blogger pitched an article about leggings. Uh, yeah, I often wear leggings while I'm at work in my home office, but I don't write about leggings on my blog. The pitcher writes, every time I read one of your posts, I feel like it's coming straight out of my mouth, which is why I think it's so great. Ha! Huh? You know, I'm not sure whether I'm supposed to be insulted or impressed by that pitch. The pitch that I read at the very beginning of the episode came from someone who claims, I am a specialist in the clear communication of sophisticated concepts to both technical and non-technical audiences using both text and graphical content. When I read that pitch, which was kind of a mouthful, I'm thinking, okay, that's great, but can you provide examples of those sophisticated concepts that you're so skilled at communicating? How about a list of published clips? Maybe some topics that you've written about. That would be helpful in helping me to determine whether or not you would be a perfect fit for my blog. Here is our sixth and final way for you to get your guest post pitch instantly rejected. Drum roll, please. The pitcher oversells their writing abilities. Many of the pitches that I receive read as if the pitcher speaks English as a second or third or maybe even a fourth language, or they sound as if the pitcher forgot to proofread, or better yet, they sound as if the pitcher never learned how to spell or punctuate correctly in the first place, so they don't even know that they're making a ton of mistakes in their pitch. I trust this finds you well and in good spirit. Not spirits, but spirit. Last night, I was searching for some fitness-related topics when I stumbled upon a post from your column that is discusses healthy eating. I'd agree on what is mentioned in the post, quote, stay hydrated. It is true that the body requires excess amount of water to keep kidneys clean and the digestive system healthy. Indeed, a very informative article. Thanks, Tony. I am a columnist, and I think your audience would love the wisdom I have to share. I usually cover health and fitness-related topics, and currently working on foods your body wants to eat, but you should not. Are you scratching your head over that one? I certainly am. All right, here are my questions. 
healthy eating articles on a digital marketing blog. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I generally eat healthy foods, but dude or dudette, you have the wrong blog, wrong niche, wrong industry altogether. Why does every single person who pitches a guest post say that they stumbled upon my blog? Thanks. It shows me that you're an avid reader of my blog. Not. And who the heck is Tony? <laughs> this person signed the, a name right in the middle of the guest post pitch. Thanks, Tony. Who is this Tony? Tony is not the name of the person who sent the pitch. And then finally, why didn't you proofread? I spotted at least five punctuation and usage errors in your pitch. I am going to post this particular pitch in the Professional Writer Podcast Facebook group because it is just so bad. It is just <laughs> so loaded with punctuation and usage errors. And I want to see how many errors you listeners can find in this particular pitch. Be sure to join the Professional Writer Podcast Community Facebook group if you haven't joined us already. We'll have some fun with these. I'm just thinking that these six blunders are grounds for immediate expulsion of anybody's pitch from my inbox. And then not only do we have the initial pitches that I just shared several with you, we have the follow-up emails. Just like the original pitch, most of the follow-up pitches that I receive are templated. There are usually three of them that come after the first pitch and they arrive like clockwork in my inbox and they all say basically the same thing. So I'm going to summarize what these follow-up number one, number two, and number three usually include. Here's the gist of the follow-ups. Follow-up number one is almost always written in a very conciliatory, upbeat tone. And it'll say something like, just checking in to see if you received my last email. I know people's inboxes are clogged with emails and you may have missed mine. Please let me know whether you received my offer to write a guest post for your blog. Here's the pitch again, in case you missed it. Eagerly awaiting your immediate reply. Follow-up number two has a bit of a pleading, semi-frustrated tone to it. Hello? Are you there? I haven't heard back from you and I've contacted you twice. You'll definitely want to take advantage of my great article, so don't delay. Follow-up number three, this is where they get down and dirty because this comes in a threatening tone. This is the third and final time I am contacting you. Why are you ignoring me? You're really rude to not respond to my wonderful pitches. Please reply right this second with your delighted acceptance or you will miss out on the opportunity to feature me and my wonderful writing on your blog. And that would be a shame. This brings us to the question, what can you do about unsolicited guest post pitches? Unfortunately, not a lot. Other than what I do, I set up what's called a rule in my email system so that when these pitches come in, they get automatically routed to a special guest post pitch folder that I've set up. I can then at my leisure, open the folder, look at the emails and decide if there are any pitches that I want to reply to. 99.9% .9 of the time, my answer is no. And so I end up deleting them. Or you can save yourself a lot of time and you can just route these unsolicited pitches straight into your junk folder. The next question a lot of people ask me is, should you reply to guest post pitches? Now that's up to you. 
Some bloggers believe that they need to be polite and that they should reply to every email, even if the reply they send is kind of a form letter style, no thank you, or sorry, but your proposal does not meet our needs at this time. Personally, I don't believe in wasting my time replying to generic templated pitches that are being mass emailed to every blogger in the universe. These people are wasting my time by pitching me their junky writing. I have no intention of wasting even more of my time by sending them a polite reply. Unfortunately, almost every pitch I receive is of the generic templated variety. And this has been happening for years and years on my blogs. I've been blogging since 2004. I can almost tell just by glancing at the subject line that it's going to be one of those spammy templated guest post pitches because the subject line usually reads something like, hey, admin, do you accept guest posts? The final question you might be having at this point in the episode is, well, maybe I should set up some guest post guidelines. Are they going to help? Yes and no. If you're actively soliciting guest posts for your blog or guests for your podcast, publishing guest post guidelines on your blog is going to be a great, really helpful service to legitimate guest bloggers. And I say legitimate. Unfortunately, most guest pitchers are not legitimate. As you've been learning today, these people have not even visited your blog, nor will they ever visit your blog. They have no interest in reading anything that you have to say. They have zero interest in following your guest post guidelines. But for the one-tenth of one percent of guest bloggers who are legit, guest post guidelines are a valuable resource. Next week in episode 55, I am going to show you exactly what to include in your guest submission guidelines. So if you are a blogger and you are looking to expand your reach by bringing in guests, you're going to find having these guidelines extremely helpful. If, on the other hand, you are one of those 0.1% of legitimate guest bloggers, you're going to want to look for guest post submission guidelines on any blogs that you are hoping to submit guest posts to. So stay tuned. Be back with me again next week for episode 55. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you had a fun time. Talk with you again next week.